Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Washington Football Team Nation, what is going on? We got your wild card matchup, Washington Football Team versus your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm feeling good. Todd, how you feeling? It's just awesome to be covering playoff football, man. It's <laughs> it's so cool. First time, first year, playoffs. So now that's the expectation that's been set. You know, can't can't go backwards. Nope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good also because you know they've already exceeded expectations on the year. So at this point, they really couldn't like fail me. Right? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I absolutely feel the same way. I think I'm in. A, I mean, <laughs> I said the same thing last week, but I feel like I I mean it even more this week because it's like. We're not expected to beat Tampa. Tampa has the GOAT. Tampa is, I mean, he's the reason why we're playing on Saturday night on NBC, you know, so. Right, so right. No pressure. I mean, <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not eager to watch Washington. They're eager to watch the Bucks. <laughs> they, they might be eager to watch Chase Young. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. And Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and it's crazy that they came into the season with uh, – one nationally televised, zero primetime games, and they're leaving the season with three primetime games and four nationally televised games, and they are three and zero <laughs> so far, right? So, yeah. Also three and zero. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I think I I, I reckon they'll get some next year. Um, oh, sure. And so we're going to talk about that playoff game first. Before we go into that, let me just say, remind you that this episode is brought to you by Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia, the best chicken sandwich you will have. Seriously, not just saying that. Swear by it. They have other stuff on the menu, but we haven't gotten to that take because we're still stuck on the sandwich. Yes. So uh, if you're living the area, because, you know, if you don't, if you're listening from, you know, Sweden, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. But if you live in the D.C. metropolitan area, just find the time. Take a trip to Hot Chicken Kitchen. Make a day out of it. Go to Potomac Mills. Do some shopping. You know, there's plenty to do over there. Go to Defy, which is a trampoline park, or go to Tactical something, which is a really cool laser tag. Do all of that stuff, but center it around going to Hot Chicken Kitchen. Take your whole family there. And, uh, yeah, and Tay, I mean, if if the game was at 1 or 4 on, on Saturday, I think we're probably watching it there. For sure. You know, so, um, so yeah, go to Hot Chicken Kitchen. Try it out. Now, I got to say this because we said we reckon before we talk about the playoff game, we got to talk about the the commotion of the day, <laughs> which based on Ian Rappaport's tweet tonight is a little a little different. Right. It kind of it kind of changes things a bit. The talk of the day obviously has been Deshaun Watson and trade 
out of Houston because, you know, he thinks just, I mean, things haven't been, haven't been going great in Houston for a little while now, but let's, uh, let me read Ian Rappaport's tweet. Basically Deshaun Watson was told he'd be involved in the GM and head coach search. Uh, he was drafted by, I believe Rick Smith, right? Correct. Um, him and Bill O'Brien, they, I guess they, they had their, their, their good moments, but there was obviously some issues and you saw DeAndre Hopkins and the poor personnel decisions. And then, so Ian Rappaport tweeted Texans QB Deshaun Watson is extremely unhappy with the organization after owner Cal McNair informed him he would be involved in the GM and coach hiring process and provide feedback, but then did neither in the hire of GM Nick Cassier, Cassirio. Uh, from New England, who is the Texans' new general manager. Uh, he also tweeted, Deshaun Watson has not spoken to Texans brass in the last few days, though they have tried to call him. So what was, you know, obviously just kind of a fun rumor thing to kind of talk about. It's kind of turned into something to monitor, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about all that? I love it. Uh, if, <laughs> he He is like so ideal like he's like the perfect i mean he's perfect like perfect. it would it would and like as crazy as it would be for them to do it i mean they've they traded away the best receiver in the nfl last year right i know that that was bill o'brien but yeah i mean they have they have no first round picks this year or next year mm-hmm. they're supposed to have the third pick in this draft day but mm-hmm. they don't they have a mm-hmm. left tackle mm-hmm. they won four games and I mean, they have no first, I think no first or second round picks this year and next year also maybe at, mm-hmm. at, so, but here's, okay. So he's, he's perfect. He's 25, right? Oh my goodness. Great guy. And so the, the reason that I say, I don't think that, that it would happen in terms of him just being traded period is because he is a, like a genuinely like, you know, you want to talk about someone who, who has baggage or issues off the field. He is the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. Right, he is the opposite. Antithesis is opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so to make sure he is yeah. the opposite of that. He would bring no baggage, no issues. He is a leader. He is a phenomenal quarterback. Don't let them think they're don't let, don't don't be fooled by their four wins. He was not the reason they only won four games. Mm-hmm. He was the reason they won four and were in more. Without him, they probably would have won none. Here's what I want to do, Tay, because we talk, you know, we jo- we kind of, you know, uh, speculate on what it would cost. But I want us to really seriously try to nail down what the price would be and whether or not you would do it. Now, I think I probably know the answer, but the best comparison for a franchise quarterback being traded in their prime, the closest one that I can think of, you can tell me if I'm wrong, if you can think of another one, is is Jay Cutler. Back in 2009, 2008, 2009. Sounds about right. Right. There's no one. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Broncos traded Jay Cutler and their fifth round pick to the Bears. The Bears gave them their first round pick and third round pick that year and their first round pick the following year, along with their current quarterback, Kyle Orton. So basically, it was Cutler and a fifth for Orton, two ones and a third. That's the closest, and that was eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would say Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Cutler was at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm not remembering how how good of a quarterback yeah, Cutler was. I know he was really a good, good quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, 
maybe you could say they're somewhat comparable. I don't know. But but it's also it was also 11 years ago. Also, the Bears traded a quarterback in return, which Washington mm-hmm. would be unable to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off and say I think I think it starts with three first round picks. If the if the Bears gave up two for Cutler along with a quarterback, I think that Deshaun isn't leaving Houston for for less than three. I think three is the number to start with. What do you think? I believe so, and I'm and I'm totally okay with that. Okay. And my re- my reasoning is, if we get him, you're literally a title contender right off the bat, and you're picking in the mid twenties for yeah. the rest of those years. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, so. And don't forget, you still have to sign those linemen. So you can't really afford, I mean, you can afford another first round pick, but you, I mean, you still have to sign guys, you know, Terry, he's going to demand a a, a, a contract, Chase, Montez, Payne, Allen, you know, all those guys are going to curl eventually, you know, so you got to think about that too. And the success we've had with mid round and later round picks as well. Yeah. Yeah, you you would you would expect by by trading for him that you are picking in that twenty and on range, nineteen and on now range, that which is the playoff range. Uh, I don't think it stops there. I think it starts with three ones, and then I would say either two twos or three twos or two twos and a third. I think it's something like three first round picks, maybe two second round picks, and a third round pick. And then maybe you get a, a fifth back or something like that. So let's just say three ones, two twos, and a third. Or or what if it was this year, it was a one, a two, a third, and then next year, a one and a two, and then the year after that, a one and a two, or a one, just a one. That's kind of tough, but it, it all depends on free agency. It all depends what you get in free agency. I mean, because I look. If, you get, if yeah. you get a couple young receivers, yeah, you know, then it's like all right. But I, you know, it's it's a well, and and I think I think they will go free agency for wide receiver. I think they have enough young receivers. I think they're. I mm-hmm. think they need someone older, experienced to put next to Terry, and then and then the rest of your room is all young because I mean Terry's young too. He's just very good. So I mean, if we're talking about giving up this year's first second, third, next year's first, second, and then the year after that, first. I think that's way too much. I'm sorry. But that's three ones, two twos, and a third. Yeah, I think that's way too much, though. So what? So what? what is not too much? I think three, three ones and two-thirds. I don't know if that gets it done. Is that three ones and two-thirds? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I think that... Uh, I think that it would be and, and give them like a Collins or Ionitis or something like that. I don't think they want Landon Collins at all. I don't think anybody well, wants Landon Collins at all. Well, Ionitis, Ionitis, probably you could talk, but I, I, I wonder if they're more interested in players or picks right now since they have you know like no picks. I think their goal would be to to get back their first and second rounders from this year and and next year. So only I mean, way I'm doing, I'll do two firsts and two seconds. This year, next year. I don't think that's enough either. I. That's the only. That's the only one. That's 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 it. You know. What if it was three ones and two twos? 
I'll do that. That I think is the, I think that's kind of possible. I think that's kind of possible. Three first round picks, two second round picks, and then maybe like a fifth or something. I mean, but you look at it and you say, okay, I mean, for one, we all love the draft and, you know, it kind of goes whichever way you get picks, you're excited. You say, we're going to get some good players. You trade them away, you kind of excuse it, but there's no guarantee that these next three first round right. picks are going to be very good players for you, that right. they're going to be. And and even if they are good, that they're going to be at the level that of importance that franchise quarterback is like mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Um, and then, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the financial aspect, which I think people don't think about what you brought up is, you know, I mean, you're talking 19 and on you're, you're talking in the $15 million range probably. So, mm-hmm. I mean, rookie contracts are, are, are not so bad nowadays, but, and then defensively, you got to add a linebacker, you know, maybe got to add a safety, but it's the offense where, you know, you, you go sign a Allen Robinson or Godwin, whatever, bring in a wide receiver, draft the tight end in the third round or, I mean, I just think that you've got a team there. If you bring in a Deshaun Watson, you've got the defense. You you don't find a linebacker, you know, some kind of way, but the defense is going to be good without the linebacker. They're going to be very good. The linebacker just take them over to to great and maybe elite, but they'll still be good enough. And that's the thing, Tay, is I'll take a very good, I'll take a good to very good defense with a good to very good quarterback over an elite defense and an average quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And so I would in a heartbeat give up three ones and two twos for Deshaun oh, for Watson sure. because I think that you've you've got the best quarterback in the division. You've got one of the top and then you bring in some weapons for him. Yeah, man. It's so it'll I mean it's I so, it's something but, to consider too because you gotta think Ron, he's not gonna be here for much. I mean, we expect him to finish his contract. Does he get an extension? I mean he's sixty year he's sixty years Ron old. Ron Rivera? Yeah. I mean, if he wins, I would I would def I would think so. But you mean at some term, point, you think he would retire? Yeah, at some point, you know. It, How old is he? Fifty nine, sixty. He's sixty. I mean, I would. He seems like he's got that coaching gene. Yeah, but I'm saying you want to. You want a quarterback. Fifty nine today. Oh, happy birthday! Okay, fifty nine. Happy birthday, Ryan. Yeah, you got to think he's going to want someone who. Line, I mean, is he going to want to wait for a rookie quarterback? If you know, or, or is he going to want? That, that's, that's another the thing, thing you gotta think of you would you would also think you know if you're if you trade for another veteran guy you may be giving up your first or second or or if you draft a guy in the first this round that's your first so are you really giving up three ones or even up two ones exactly. right because you're solving quarterback exactly so you're you know that's another thing to consider is that you're giving up three ones but one of those is probably going to end up going to quarterback this year or next year or something right or if you wanted to trade for matthew stafford that's probably a one you know so it's really two ones when you break it down, two ones and two twos. Yeah. Or if you want to, if you decided to trade up this year, you're probably giving up a one. Exactly. So exactly. if the way you shake it out, it ends up not sounding as like as much because you're giving up something, whether it's just the first round pick, whether it's the first round with extra to trade up in the draft, whether it's a first round to trade for another veteran. So I, I would love it. And do I think it'll happen? No. Do I think there's the potential for him to demand a trade depending on who they bring in as head coach? Yes, but it'll get interesting then because other teams will be in it. But then also, not a lot of teams would be willing to give that up. We don't even know if Washington would. Look, i tell you one thing that, that, that people aren't paying attention to, and that is, I mentioned this to you before, I said, Washington, they're starting to become a destination that people want to go to. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're turning into a... Punta Cana or San Juan, you know, Puerto Rico. Yeah, 
you know, and it's like, uh-oh, you know, you got, I mean, if you look, if, if I'm Watson, I'm thinking, what gives me the best scenario? You look at that team in Washington, you look at that division, weak. Right, right. You look at the weapons you have, you look at the cap space they have. And and, and another you, thing, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. And I'll, I'll no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, also, you look at the, the head coaching situation, and he'd be coming into a second-year head coach. Exactly. Who is very respected. Exactly. Who, anyone who he asks about Ron Rivera is going to say, oh, yeah, go play for Ron Rivera. Exactly. As opposed to teams where the coach is on the hot seat, they have to win now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you look, and then you got that guy who possibly might be hired as a GM. And Rick, <laughs> that that's could, another good Rick Smith. And that is huge. That is huge. That really is huge, Tay. I that that if this were to all, and I mean, we're probably you know, again, like I said, I don't. Anyway, whatever. Who knows what will happen? But if you if Rick Smith was hired as GM, and then Deshaun Watson really did want to be traded, for one, I think Rick Smith would say we should go get this guy. Right. I think Deshaun Watson would say I would love to go play for Rick Smith. I would love to go play for Ron Rivera, because mm-hmm. there's security there. I mean, look at San Francisco. Right, they're they, you know, if they're in on quarterback, but if Kyle Shanahan doesn't win next year, he's on thin ice. Look at Denver; yeah. Vic Fangio's already on thin ice. Yeah, Carolina maybe, Detroit. We don't know what their situation is. Right. So the only other thing I would say is if if one of the other teams is willing to give it up, then at that point, just the the order of the pick this year plays a factor where they, right. you know, nineteen might be a, a tough spot. But but Rick Smith is a is a big factor to contend, uh to consider. Tay, that's mm-hmm. a very good point to bring up. If if he uh, if he's brought in as general manager, right. Also, right. another thing, real quick on general manager, all this concern about Kyle Smith leaving. You see, all the interviews are happening for the teams that are looking, <laughs> and his name has not been brought up. Nope. And sure, it's still possible, but I mean, like we, I said it earlier. I think that our opinion of him is higher than what it, the leagues is now. I think our opinion is not too high. I think our opinion is high and rightfully so, but. I think that he has to have done it for longer for him to start getting the league's attention to be right. a general manager, which is right. more than just scouting talent. It's right. a lot more than just scouting. And talent. I think, and everybody's bashing Ron, but I think Ron's trying to help him out, you know, yeah, by hiring, right. By hiring a real someone. GM. He hasn't yeah. been, think about that. Tay, who are we talking about? What's his name? Kyle Smith. He has not been under a real general manager exactly. in his time here. Exactly. Bruce Allen was not a real general manager. Exactly. His dad, maybe you could say his dad is his mentor, yeah. AJ Smith, right? That's AJ Smith. Right. I said that right, mm-hmm. right? I don't Same know if he ever it. actually worked. I know AJ Smith was a consultant, but he was never actually the general manager here. So that's a good point, Tate. He will get experience working under a real general manager, really seeing right. what the role is because he hasn't had right. that. Mm-hmm. I think we're making some phenomenal points on this episode. I just got to say, I think we're off to a great start. I think we're off to a great start. I think we're making some great points. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out, man. It's going to be so interesting. Uh, you know, whenever the season ends, whether that's Saturday night, whether that's next week or the weeks after that, this quarterback thing, as as well, you know, as it pertains to around the league, is going to get super, super interesting. I'm, yeah, some good I'm options. here for it. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah. And and I, it's going to be a priority. It's going to be oh, a priority yeah. for this team. Number one. They're not rolling into 2021 saying we we trust Kyle Allen. Nope. No, no, no. If you love a good chicken sandwich, you have to go to Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. They are a minority-owned, veteran-owned small business, and they've brought Nashville-style hot chicken to the D.C. area. 
Their chicken sandwich is one of the best you'll ever have, and you can't get it anywhere else. Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Look them up. Try it out. You won't regret it. So let's talk about the game on Sunday, though. But that was fun, though. That was Saturday. About that. On Saturday, that's right. Saturday night, which is which is cool to have that whole day of football. And then, you know, you'll have, you know, you can watch those without feeling anything about how the game has gone. And then exactly. Sunday, you'll have a, had a chance to sleep if they do end up losing and watch more yeah. football. And then Monday night, the, uh, the college football playoff championship yeah, game. It's going to yeah. be a great weekend. So Washington versus Tampa. Uh, let's go over a couple of things. First of all, Washington defensively, as we all know, ranked second overall, right? In terms of passing yards, also second. In terms of rushing yards, about uh, – I don't know why these websites don't put the numbers next to the team so you can easily see the ranking. They count it every time. But they're about 14th in rushing defense, and they are – this is Washington. They are fourth in points allowed. Crazy, right? Right behind mm-hmm. the Rams, Steelers, uh, Ravens, they are fourth. When you flip it over to the offense, obviously it's it's a lot worse there. They're about thirtieth, and I can I can go to that real quick. And I'm trying to ma- I'm making a point here, right? They are thirtieth in overall offense. Washington passing yards, they are what's that? Thirty twenty eight, about twenty sixth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Rushing is about the same, 25th, 26th, and scoring about 25th. The Buccaneers, on the other hand, are ranked top six defensively, and they're ranked top five offensively. And that's where the disparity is for me between these two teams, um, is that Washington has a very good defense but a very bad offense, and the Buccaneers have a, have a good defense and a good offense. But I want you to tell me how you feel these two teams – match up you know i think it's even and mm-hmm. and the even. reason why I, I really do <laughs> and and i'm trying not to be biased but i just really think tampa's that, rushing offense is below washington so i'll give him that go ahead okay okay i really think the unknown at quarterback is what gives us somewhat a shot because you got Heineke, who's been in the offense for almost Heineke? six Heineke for <laughs> almost uh, six weeks now, and you heard what you heard what uh, Scott Turner said. He said if 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 Heineke's out there, he's not he's not putting no baby. You know, in so many words, he's the full playbook is open. Yeah, and that's yeah. huge because you saw what he did in spot minutes against Carolina, and. I just think if you go out there, you roll out Heineke. What is that going to do to that Tampa defense? I think that I think that levels the playing field at least for a quarter or two until they make adjustments. But if you can somehow get up and have some some fluke plays, I think that may benefit us. But I think it's even, man, because of that factor right there. I really do. Hmm. Even, man. That's that's bold. I mean, I, I really, I really do because our defense is so good that it like it helps the it gives like the offense uh, extra, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think as good as the defense has been has helped the offense get to thirtieth instead of thirty second. <laughs> yeah. For, no, I mean, but the truth is, you know, with the offense, look, it's not like the NBA where you have four games you have to beat them for. All it right. takes is one day 
and you just have to be like Ron says, you just have to be better than that team on that one day. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I'm definitely not counting them out. Right. Um, I'm not going to say that. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's even, I think that, I think that defensively Washington can do some damage to the Buccaneers. I think they can disrupt the passing game. I think they can pressure Tom Brady. For me, it's not the Washington defense. That's the concern. It's the Washington offense against the Buccaneers defense. They've got Vita Vey. They've got Ndamba Kinsu. They got Jason Pierre Paul. They have Shaq Barrett who led the league in sacks last year. I mean, that's the issue for me. That's the concern is that if, if Washington's defense can get pressure on, on, on Tom Brady, then I think you can slow him down. If the Buccaneers defense can get pressure on Alex Smith, who is, you know, we assume is going to start. Then I think the, the offense is completely done. Like it's not, I don't think you slow down our offense. I think it's over. I, I think they're not, they're not doing anything. And I mean, that's where the Heineke and, and Smith stuff comes into play, but. But my thing is, you think about the Steelers game. I mean, they had a better, they have a great defense. And look what was done. Yeah. I mean, we moved the ball enough to score. Which, which was at, crazy. I was not expecting yes. that. Yes. And you look at that, that, um, who else did we, that's the Seattle game. I mean, what, we lost 19, 15 or 20 to 15? 15, 15 to 20. You know, and that was a horrible, you know, we, and that's with, some, that was with you know, who was that quarterback then? Right, right, you right. <laughs> so, you know who. I mean, Bruce Aaron said to himself, this is playing, we're playing an Alex Smith team. We're not playing Dwayne. I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. And also just, just the most amount of shade that could be thrown. <laughs> so, yeah. So you got to think about that, man. And, and I really think, you know, does their secondary scare me? Not really. I mean, I mean, their their top corner might be out this week, possibly. I think it's Carlton Davis. I think that's his name. Defensively, um, through the air is 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 their weakness. They're giving up two hundred forty six point four yards a game, right? Right. Um. So, average of seven yards a play. So I mean, yeah, through the air, through the air is how you attack because because they're they're number one in rushing defense. Right. And I mean, I think Washington is better at running the ball than their, you know, statistics would suggest they just had, they just can't, they haven't or could, couldn't stick with it. But I think that they would have to throw the ball one if they can't run it, which I think is a possibility and two, if they get behind mm-hmm. and, and that's their weakness. If you can get the ball off, right? That's the question though, is can you get the ball off? Washington is fifth in sacks. They are one sack behind the fourth team. There's two of them, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have 48. And I look at what the Eagles, who have 49, did to Washington, first game and this game. I mean, there was pressure week one and even last uh, last week, and, and they were able to score just enough to win, but pressure was real. The offensive line did not have a good game this past week. And then the Rams, who have 53 sacks, and that Rams game was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. The outlier is the Steelers game. They have the most of 56, and, I mean, somehow they managed to have enough time to get stuff going through the air in that game. Right. Couldn't run the ball in that game. Right. I think you'll, I think you'll see a lot of uh, McKissick. In the, in the, in the passing game? In the game? Pass game, yeah. yeah. Like a little short. I mean, to make I, up for the run. This man has, he has, what, 80 receptions on the year, I believe? <laughs> yeah, That's so insane, dude. Yeah, and I, I, 
it's defensively it's it's all about pressuring Tom Brady. Like I know that that's the key. Like I know it's not even about sacking Tom Brady, it's about pressuring him. You're not going to sack him much. He's been sacked 21 times on the year. You're not going to sack him much. You don't have to sack him much. You have to pressure him consistently. Offensively, man, I don't I don't I don't I don't know that I know what the key is. I mean, it's to yeah. protect the quarterback. Yeah. But even then, you know, Alex still has his limitations. What's the key offensively? I think to take what's there and not get greedy. I mean, yeah, that's the only okay. thing I can think of. I think there'll be a lot of stuff underneath. I think there will be too, also because the the Buccaneers are one of the more blitzingest teams. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they are they have been very aggressive and attacking in terms of blitzing, mm-hmm. which means that you know you you would hope you would have guys open underneath who can catch a right. short ball and create some yak. Right. But if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm probably playing man and blitzing a lot. Oh, hands down. Hands right. Down. If I'm the Bucks, I'm 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 manning up. I'm I'm keeping a safety over top of Terry and I'm mm-hmm. blitzing. Alex can't move. Yep. So I mean I give the advantage. If if Washington had better quarterback, like even if Alex was fully healthy, I don't know if you saw, but they said that once Washington got up to the 10.0 lead that Alex's calf locked up on him. <laughs> and so that's the concern. Is that happening again? <laughs> well, if he can get us a 10 lead, I'm cool putting Heineke in there. <laughs> <laughs> you could really see, and I did the film breakdown on YouTube. If you if you haven't watched it, check it out. Uh, just Tay and Todd podcast on YouTube. But, I mean, dude, I mean, the way that Scott Turner was calling this game, which I think partially was the pressure the Eagles were bringing, even with just four, but also with Alex was almost, I mean, Way more than 50%, 60, probably 70% of plays are sticks kind, kind of concept, uh, sticks kind of concepts or spot concepts where guys are running no more than 10 yards down the field. Really? Lots of times, the more than five yards down the field. Mm. You got a slant, you got a quick out, you've got a flat, and then you've got a fly, which is really just pulling yeah. uh, for the right for the for the quick uh, out and or it was a bunch of spots. You run eight, ten yards and turn around, run to the middle. It was a lot of that. Wow. And that's why I am intrigued. And, and I don't think you can start Heineke because this is Alex Smith's year. You let him you start him and then see how it goes and then maybe bring Heineke in. But I'd be intrigued to see Heineke in because did you hear him say that he knows the offense like the back of his hand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. I hate to bring up the past, but I, I, I really don't feel like Dwayne Haskins ever knew the offense like the back of his hand. Right, right. And I believe Heineke when he says that, and he seems like a really smart guy. And okay, mean, so look, my, my thing is this, all right? Say if Heineke plays a game like Alex Smith, yeah. do we win the football game? A game like Alex Smith in terms of like underneath and smart, not putting the defense in bad positions. See, I would think yes because I would because I think the mobility is just going to be. A That's huge what I'm saying, factor. bro. That's I think it's I'm a saying. huge factor. I think they're going to bring pressure. And if look, the fact of the matter is, if there's a free rusher coming at Alex right now, plays over. Mm-hmm. Unless if he throws the ball hot, plays yeah. over. If there's a free rusher coming at him, yeah. That's a that's a problem. That's a huge problem. 
with Heineke, if there's a free rusher, I, he'll be, I think he'll be able to dick. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be able to. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to say dip or duck, okay. but <laughs> I combined them. I combined yeah. them into one. <laughs> I think he will be able to dip or duck mm-hmm. <laughs> away and, and extend the play right. <laughs> or, or even uh, create down the field or just run. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> uh. I think it's I think it's major. I think the mobility factor is major. There was one play I was very impressed. I meant to tweet it out a while ago, but then it got a kind of got too late in the week to I guess matter and, and Heineke wasn't playing. But I guess the Panthers impressive where he ended up running three yards for a first down on I think third and two. Alex um not Alex Logan just ran a spot route about five yards. The safety over the top, who was looked like the cover two safety. I don't know if he was just reading it or if he was really supposed to, you know, come down and play that middle. It's like a robber, but he saw it coming. He ran down to Logan Thomas and was there, and it's a pick six if Heineke throws it. I mean, just easy. He's catching it. He's running. He's gone. He he was about to throw it. Heineke, he, full motion, kept it, and then ran and got the three yards. That play is dead if it's Alex Smith or it's a pick oh, six. Yeah. It's a sack yeah. or it's a pick six. Yeah. Alex Alex may see it too, like Heineke did, but he's not running for the first. Yeah, he's gonna throw it out of bounds. So what? So what I think, if if we were being completely objective, I would say mm, if they trust Heineke, and it kind of seems like they do, I would say start Heineke. But but also you, the story factor weighs heavily, and the and the five and one factor, and the trust that the players have around Alex. Wait, weighs heavily now I don't think that guys feel about playing with Heineke that they did about Dwayne I think they would have trust in Heineke too oh hands down also actually real quick and I hope I don't forget what I was saying oh yeah no I love when Heineke was in there I don't know if you noticed this but when he when he when the play was when he had protection or if he did extend the play he was signaling guys with his hand yeah yeah you see that yeah I don't remember seeing that from a quarterback (laughs) wearing burgundy and gold in a long time I haven't. I loved that. He's he's back there and he's saying, "Hey, keep running, go downfield." Or, I love that. So anyway, what I think they will do and what is probably best to do is to start Alex because I think he's earned that. Mm-hmm. You give him a drive. You give him. I think you give him. You know, the first quarter, or the you know the first quarter, and if he looks terrible, you bench him. First half, if you if you've scored ten, I think you you keep rolling with them. But I think. If you score in the first quarter, but the second half you get nothing, there's no spark, the offense can't move, I think you go Heineke in the second half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I could see it making a difference. But Alex, I think, will start. And if he's if he's able to play, you know, start off the way he did against the Eagles, I think he should. If he comes out looking like he did against the 49ers, get him out of there quick. Yeah, quick, quick. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. I think Alex starts, but Heineke finishes. The crazy thing is, in both of those games – he still won the game. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. Like right. Dwayne blew it, but he still won the game. You know, he still got yeah. his leads, and he still won the game. He did. He did. That's so crazy. That like that's that's. That, I'm, I'm sure Ron is like thinking like this man. Like he's a winner, and that's why he, I'm so excited for Alex because he's a winner, and it's like you kind of at least let him start because right. I mean, <laughs> we right. have good luck when he starts. I mean, he was six and two the year before. He's five and one. Yeah. Now. Yeah, six uh six and three, I think. 
six and three, three and then five and one. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And look, I, it also is unfortunate when you, when you kind of look at it, I hadn't really thought about this, but going down this stretch, Washington's best three players offensively are what Alex Smith, Terry McLaurin, Tony Gibson. Gibson. Right? Yeah. Um, and Logan Thomas. Yeah. Um, and then you look at that Seahawks game and they didn't have Gibson mm-hmm. or Smith and, uh, and Terry got hurt late in that game. And then against the Panthers, they didn't have Gibson or Smith or Terry. Right. And then against the Eagles, they, you know, they were banged up. All three of them played, yeah. but were banged up. Right. I think if they're all fully healthy, I think they beat the Seahawks and the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. And I think they score more against the Niners, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, so what do you think is going to happen? Should and, and will? I think seeing that it's Saturday night, I think they're going to go ahead and give Alex a start. And I think that's it. I think you'll get one drive for Alex, depending on how it goes, just to kind of get the fan, not the fan base, but so the national media can kind of see, you know, wow, you know, the story. Yep. And then I think you get them up out of there, depending on how the first drive goes. I think you get them out of there right after that. First drive, one drive. All right. Um, if he's a, if he if he's as hurt as I mean, he said today he's sore. I mean, and it's he did, Friday. He did. You know, and Friday. It, is know. it what's, what? It's Thursday, right? Thursday and Friday's tomorrow, and then the game Friday is Saturday. Is tomorrow, and I mean, yeah. Gibson did I mean, say he felt really good. That's good. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, to me, it seems like they've been waiting for this moment to start Heineke. Mm. Um, I really believe that they've been preparing. I feel like the last two or th- after that Carolina game, I, I really believe they're like, okay, Heineke, let's get you prepared. You're, you're taking first team snaps for the right. last three weeks. Right. I mean, the dude, <laughs> I got a weird feeling about Saturday, man, and, and I'm trying not to be biased, but. My thing is, like, I mean, me and you talked about it before. You and I talked about it before, talking about we would rather have the unknown as opposed to someone yeah, we know that the, is just to terrible. The, to the known, to the yeah. to the known negative. Yeah. I'm always yeah. up for letting the unknown play. Yeah. I do feel the need also to clarify one thing. In that Panthers game, when Heineke came in, they were not playing prevent. The Panthers yeah. <laughs> were not playing prevent. Like right. his stats were not because the Panthers were like, the game is over, just give up the yards. They weren't. They were playing what they had been playing all day. Mm-hmm. Same defense. So I just feel the need to clarify that because, you know, people will say that. And and who knows, it, it's different starting a game versus coming off the bench. But yeah, but uh, that it was not prevent what they were doing. They were bringing blitzes and they were, you know. Uh, let's just briefly, last thing I want to touch on, I want to read this uh this tweet from Nathan Coleman, Jayhawk Chalk, who was with us uh, a couple a couple episodes ago. Follow him if you don't. Great, great analytics numbers guy. Tom Brady with a clean pocket completes seventy six percent of his passes. However, when under pressure, his completion his completion percentage drops to thirty three point seven, which is 29th among QBs. The goat also sits at only thirtieth in red zone completion percentage, fifty eight percent while Washington football is fourth best scoring defense in the red zone. So that's a need to know. Mm-hmm. That's a need to know. Another need to know, Tom Brady has never played. I, first of all, I don't think he's ever played a wild card game, if I'm not mistaken. He's definitely never played an away wild card game. And I think he's definitely, definitely never played an away wild card primetime game. 
last thing to add in primetime games this year he is is it one and four or or one and three see monday monday thursday loss one and three i think is the one win was against the giants which was close 25 to 23 um and statistic at five touchdowns and five interceptions so you you put all that together and you say if you can pressure this guy and then you can score maybe just 23 points on offense mm-hmm. i think you have a chance also you look at those the teams that they lost to with top five defenses, you look at the Saints and you look at the Rams. That's and that's a thanks for reminding me, Tay. I wanted to point that out because I literally have that up right now for that reason on the top defenses. And let me let me go back that they've played, which it has not been a lot of them. Uh, let me go back here. One sec, one sec. Uh, okay, defense. Um, and and if you look at their strength of schedule, the Buccaneers. 488.488 so on the lower end on the on the easier end um yeah so top five defenses they played the rams they lost 27 to 24 they played the saints twice they lost both the saints have the fourth overall ranked defense 38 to 3 in the first matchup mm. um and then 34 to 23 in this last last game um they lost to the bears who have What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The eleventh ranked gave up only nineteen points, which was the lowest, other than the three points allowed by the. So the only top ten defenses they played were the Rams and the Saints, and I think the Packers and the Chargers. If I'm not mistaken, those are the only top ten defenses they played. They blew out the Packers. That was kind of weird. Chargers, again, thirty-eight, not a great team. So, but it's a fair point. It's a fair point. They haven't played a lot of very good defenses. And this tear they've been on the last four weeks against the Vikings, the Falcons twice, and the Lions, those are not good defenses. Mm-mm. Lions are the worst. Falcons mm-hmm. are the 29th. Vikings are, I think, 27th. So, and you yeah, think, man, we'll see. He hasn't, he hasn't seen a D-line like ours. And No, he hasn't. He had, the, Rams, the Rams would be the closest. Right. So, so it, for me, I'm not worried about the defense so much. Now, I do think the defense – can't hold them below 20 points i think they could keep them at 20 and i think the defense could do that thing where they don't let them score much in the second half it's the offense man it's the only thing i'm, co- I'm concerned yeah. about in the quarterback okay. my next my next question is would you say our defense how would you compare our defense to the 49ers last year Mm, I think that the 49ers last year, well, I don't know. It's kind of tough to say. I think the 49ers last year were somewhat better. I think that part of that was because the offense was just helping them. Right. Okay. Um, I would have to look at some of the, like, you know, the turnover numbers and, uh, and, and that, but I think that they were somewhat better because they were getting better play from their secondary safety specifically. But I think they were better over the course of the season, mm-hmm. you know, based on the way that Washington has played the second half of the season, I would say they're comparable. Okay. Now, offensively, where would you, where would you compare the both of them? I mean, we have running back, we have receiver. I think our receivers are better than theirs or similar. If not and last better, year's sim- 49ers. Correct. With similar. Demo Samuel. A lot of injuries. Um, I mean, I'd say there were some, I'd say with Terry, it's balanced, maybe somewhat comparable and Jaden okay. McKissick. Logan and 
uh, Kittle. Uh, I'd say Kittle's way better than Logan. <laughs> but Logan's a threat. Logan's a, Logan's a weapon, an option, yeah. Garoppolo? Nah. Garoppolo is definitely not great. Uh, Garoppolo and, 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 and no calf strain Alex, I think are you could compare the two. Okay, now my next question is, can this team make a run? <laughs> oh, man. Um, if Alex can play like he's not hurt or if Heineke can come in and play out of his mind. Like Nick Foles, like Nick Foles level in the playoffs, yeah. which isn't out of his mind. It's just very it's, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, to me, to me with the <laughs> defense, absolutely. To me with the defense, yeah. to me, even with the weapons they have on offense, I think it's possible because right. of the defense. Right. If a quarterback can come in and play and not turn the ball over and move the ball consistently and at least hold on to the ball so you're not giving it back after several three and outs, then – and if some things go your way, like instead of having to go to Lambeau, you play Seattle again, or a, the divisional round opponent ends up coming to Washington, which I think would be Chicago or um, or or L.A., something like that, then maybe. I, I don't think it will happen, but I don't think it's impossible. But it just it's all about how well – whoever quarterback, how well they play. And like just not giving the – I think that the offense – cannot give other teams extra possessions. You cannot mm-hmm. afford that at all. And the defense needs to help the offense by stealing a couple of possessions from them. Right. I think, I think Washington wins if, if the defense gets a couple of turnovers in Tampa Bay territory and the offense right. converts it and the offense doesn't have any turnovers. Right. You know, but do you think they can go on a run? I think they can, man. I, I, I really believe they can. <laughs> Very, um, uh, very uh, bullish, as they would say. Yeah, you know, it's just weird. You know, I, I think coaching has a lot to do with it, man. And and these guys just love Ron. And I, bro, I just think nobody wants to play us. You know, I think so. You think so? I, I, I just whoever plays Tampa next, if they win, they're going to be happy because we're going to get them banged up. You know, we're going to, we're going to play hard and physical. And I think we're a more physical team than Tampa. I guess we'll I find out. More fin- I think they're more finesse. You mean you know, defensively? Defensively, they're pretty physical, but offensively, they're more finesse. Yeah. Offensively, they I like, like we're pretty physical. Like eight yards, average depth of target or something. It's... It's gonna be it's going to be a challenge, but it's possible. The, like the prime time so, factor is big. Yes, and, and the game is so intriguing. Like this is not a normal playoff game. Like I feel like in recent times, you know, because it's like even Ron said it, you know, Ron said, Man, this is an interesting matchup. He said, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said it's it's cool to see these guys get to go up against the greatest of all time, you know? Yep. yep. Like it's a measuring stick, like it doesn't get no better than this. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't, man. You're on it prime time. Oh, man, I'm excited, man. This this one game, I don't think I've ever been this excited about a game. Really? Uh, yeah, I think this one is it right here. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, if if nothing else, it's exciting to be there. And, and even if they can't win, like I said, it won't be a letdown. And if they battle, that'll be even more encouraging. And if they win, that'll be even more encouraging, you know. But um. Yeah. Cause I want to, I want to feel that I want to feel that Tom Brady factor. You know, everybody, you know, we never feel that cause we're in the NFC right and now. He's finally in the NFC and they're like, I hear like Ravens fans and Titan fans. And they're like, Oh, I can't stand Brady. And 
I want to kind of feel that, you know, I'm like, <laughs> let, me, let me see what he's about. Let me, you know, cause it's different watching him going against a different team, but it's, it's really different when he's playing against your team and seeing them, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so that, that's what I'm excited about as well. You know, just to see, I mean, the greatest of all time, we're about to go against the greatest of all time. You know, it's been a while. We've been watching beat him once when he was with the Patriots. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, look, we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, I'm excited either way. It'll be fun just to watch it, and then, mm-hmm. and then if they if they win, we're talking about whoever they're playing next. And if they lose, then we're immediately in in find a quarterback mode. So, yeah. Yep. Um, do you have anything else to add though? Oh man, I'm. It's one more day to kick. Two more days to kick off. Man. Yep. Pressure, uh, pressure, Tom Brady. They're yeah. all picking. They're all picking Tampa, so that tends to bode well for the underdog lots of times. Yeah. And apparently, every time a, a team has been favored by eight or six or six it or was, more, it was yeah. I saw some. I, I just started talking about it was over six, um, like a sub five hundred team. All the sub five hundred teams and favored by like six or more, they've all ended up winning. Yep, they all end up yeah. winning. So we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of good things on our on our on our hand. We got the all white jerseys, which were undefeated, and we got Alex. <laughs> Alex, you know, yep. five and one. You yeah, know, so it's, it's gonna be interesting. We're going, we're gonna be in the cold. It ain't gonna be hot, Tampa. We're gonna be no, in the yeah, cold. Yeah, it'll be in the cold. Now Tampa has, ex- I mean, not Tampa. Tom has experienced playing in the cold, but maybe not the rest of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the one loss out from Alex starting this year? Which which game was that that they lost? The Lions game. The Lions game. Lions, yeah. yeah and that was yeah. that was you know arguably his best game. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what happens, man. Um, you know. Go try Hot Chicken Kitchen, get it before the game, your pregame meal, and uh, we'll we'll be talking probably Sunday about yep. the game that was. But watching it in the, in the playoffs, and then hopefully next year we're talking about a playoff team right. that uh, maybe you know maybe as a first round buy or something. All right, man, got anything? That's it. That's it. Let's do this, man. All right, uh, this is Todd. This is Tate. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.